Welcome to another episode of the Head of Nations podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and across from me is your co-host, Ben. So, Ben, what's new in your nations this week? Well, uh, I've been confronted with, um, well, a a decision to be either double-minded or single-minded. Yes, it was, I've been uh, thinking through and and memorizing um, uh, James 1 um, and, you know, just the, the verse... Um, that, that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways has been something that I've been confronted with. And so the double-minded man, I think, um, when James is, is talking about it, is someone who doubts in God's presence, will, goodness in the midst of difficulty or trials. And I've just been confronted with my own double-mindedness and, and thinking, you know, God has... Um, somehow got it wrong, you know, when, when I'm, I'm faced with a trial or that God is somehow, you know, doesn't have my, you know, my good in mind. He's not making me perfect and complete lacking in nothing. And so I've been kind of confronted with my own double-mindedness in, in a certain way. And I'm just like, oh, you know, Lord, forgive me, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, but, um, but thanks be to God that he's, he's still teaching me, um, in his word. And I'm, I'm just grateful for that. So that's, that's been the new thing. It's, kind of spiritual and not, okay you know that's good i mean i, I feel like we should cover all aspects yeah, yeah so i feel like god teaches us over time you know like shows us the little holes that we have because like that's yeah. something i've been working on more recently is as i wake up like i roll out of bed god help me as i lead my family help me be a good dad help me be a good husband like things like that where Normally I just go about my day and think, oh, I'm doing this or like, you know, and then I'm pretty introspective. I mean, I'm sure I have holes in my sight as far as what I'm doing wrong, but I feel like I usually know what I'm doing wrong and I'm like, ah, yeah. but starting preemptively, like praying ahead of that, like yeah. God help me to do well as this. And I, I feel like I've seen that lately. I've been reaping that benefit of praying ahead and then God honors that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like times where I'd be very impatient, now I'm more patient. I'm not saying I'm extremely patient yeah, sometimes right, as a parent, right. you know, because I feel like that's the challenge as a parent sometimes is patience in the midst of turmoil. But God has helped me much more, I feel like, be a better husband and father because I've started that day with prayer. Yeah. It's almost, it's, it's like it's just gi- giving ourselves to him. It's it's, it's a, an act of surrender. Yeah. yeah. This is the day you've made. Yeah. It's, it's time to rejoice and obey. Well, why don't we get into the passage of the week this week, and it is Psalm 27, just the first three verses in Psalm 27. And this is something, you know, when I was a kid, my mom did the devotions. My dad wasn't a believer when I was growing up. And, you know, to be honest, I don't know where he's at spiritually. Like, I would think he would say he's a believer. But my mom drove the devotions in the family, and she would read to me before bed. This was a psalm my mom would often read to me. It was one of my favorites as a kid. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. And it's just that trust that the Lord has got you. And there's nothing that we need fear because everything that comes to us comes through his hand. Mm. And if he is whom we believe him to be, he, he's God, he's good, he's loving, and everything that happens to us as believers happens for our good, according to his will. Mm. 
then what do I have to fear? And so I think that is the comfort in that psalm is it doesn't matter. Like, is there an army out there? A bunch of people come after me. If people try to harm me, they're going to be the ones that stumble, not because I'm awesome, but because I'm God's and he has my back. It's like, to me, that is just a psalm of comfort. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and, and trust has been something that, that has been, um, that's, I mean, that's been in, you know, in, in the way that I've been um, kind of convicted lately. It's been in, in my readings, in my teachings. I was thinking about Abraham and, you know, in, in chapter 22 of Genesis and the, the test um, of, you know, hey, God says to, to Abraham, I, you know, um, offer your son to me as a burnt offering. <laughs> and it's like, what? You know, that's the test, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Abraham doesn't, God's not like, I'm testing you, Abraham. Yeah. It's like, no, the test is like there do in front it. of him. Yeah, yeah do it. Um, and what is it? I mean, like it, the test is, is tr- do you trust me? You trust that, 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 I, that I actually, that when I make a promise, do you trust that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fulfill my promise or not? Um, and that is before, I believe, every believer. That's yes. every yes. man's test. And so when you look and examine the trials in your life, I mean, like, cha- challenge me in this way. But like, I feel like it always comes back to every trial, every test that has faced me, it always comes back to, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. Really trust me? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, you know, uh, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, there's so many times that I fail, but I mean, in his grace, man, he restores me. It's been kind of a wild ride in that way. But yeah, that's, and, and I feel like the, just the whole Old Testament or a whole New Testament as I read it, I'm just like, you know, confronted with that. Like, I mean, um, where, you know, you have the, you know, the, the church is being built and I feel like at the end of every book, it's just like, just trust him, mm-hmm. trust him. He is good. Trust him. And he's here and he's not going to forsake us and he's coming back. You know, it's all of these good things that I feel like, man, I need to be reminded of like every day. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the hard part yeah. because it's easy in retrospect to be like, oh yeah. God, you had me. Yeah. Right. But in the midst, it's always like, what, what yeah. are you doing, God? Like, what is going on? Why? Yeah. Are, like, things like that right. that are normal questions, but yeah. it shows a lack of trust. Yeah. And yeah. if I, and it's easy to, you know, when, when I see somebody else struggling, going through it, hey, trust God, man. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm that guy who's going through it, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the hardest thing ever to hear. But, but man, it's the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if we just stop and say, yeah, you're right, like, I, I got to trust him in this because, well, we're trusting our soul with him, you know? <laughs> so, yes. I mean, like, what, yeah. are these, what are these little things, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. These light and momentary troubles, mm-hmm. as Paul says. That's right. All right, well, why don't we get into the topic of the week this week? And the topic of the week is another listener request, and it is on reaping and sowing, or sowing and reaping. And I think this is a really good principle in Scripture, of reaping and sowing. So I'm going to actually read several verses about reaping and sowing. So this is Galatians 6, 7. It says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this will he also reap. Galatians 6, 8 is following up on this. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. All right, so now let's jump down to one of my favorite ones, 2 Corinthians 9, 6, Now I say this, he who sows sparingly 
will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And I want to read one more because this is where, like normally what you reap, you sow, but this is in a psalm, and I find this one fascinating. This is Psalm 126.5, and it says, those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. And it's like, oh, you had it open to there. (laughs) It's, It's, you're sowing grief, but you're reaping joy. And that to me is a cool one where where God turns our sorrow into joy. But the Bible has many passages, way more than I initially thought, about reaping and sowing. And this is a principle, I think, in life. We notice it's a principle, I think, we notice spiritually, but it, like, it pervades all aspects of life. It's here's a good word that I learned when I was in college, ubiquitous. It's everywhere, right? So if you reap sparingly, you're going to sow sparingly. And I want to give two non-spiritual, well, one I think is spiritual, but it's also physical, and then the other one's physical. I'm going to give two examples. So just this morning, just this morning, all right, I'm out, it's dark, it's early, it's way before sunrise. I'm letting all the animals out. So go open the chicken coops, and I feed the goats and let them out. And I've got this goat grain scoop, Mm. and I have the goat food shed. I open the shed and I always tell my son, like, make sure you close the shed. So I'm almost back at the house. And I'm like, oh, would you know this? I've got this scoop in my hand and the shed doors open. And I have this moment to decide. I'm like, will I sow responsibly? Right? I've told my son to do this. Am I going to hold a double standard or am I going to sow righteousness as in doing right? Mm-hmm. And in this moment, it's a spiritual issue as well to me. Like, it goes deeper than just putting the scoop away because then I'm being hypocritical, mm-hmm. right? And I'm holding someone else to a standard I won't do myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's sin. Mm-hmm. Hypocrisy is sin. Mm-hmm. And so begrudgingly, I turn around and I walk toward the shed. Now, this is just cool. I'm not saying this happens all the time. I'm walking toward the shed and shooting star goes right in my line of sight, right where I'm walking. And I was like, Oh, that's sweet. thank you, God. Yeah. Like that was the reward. <laughs> that was the reward in that moment. Was like you got to see this beautiful thing that I created that probably no one else at night, mm-hmm. that in the morning had seen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's way before the sun's up. I got to see something special, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have happened had I not been obedient. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The other one I have is physical, and I have been working for a month and a half now on a very specific position in jujitsu because I keep getting wrecked. I look back. I have, I have notes on things I want to improve on. I looked back two years ago. I wanted to improve in this specific position. And everyone else is trying to improve at the same time. So the people that are crushing me there are still crushing me now. And I'm like, I'm not getting any better. So I'm like, I'm dedicating three months. I've dedicated three months to this specific position and getting better in it. And today, just this morning, someone that normally just trounces me, they're like, you are becoming really frustrating. <laughs> Right? Like I'm I'm not beating him yet, but I'm stopping him. And so I reaped. I sowed. And listen, you know what I sowed in? I sowed in suffering. Honestly, truly, I sowed in suffering because I'm not great in this position. I was getting passed. I was getting submitted. I was just getting crushed. I sowed in suffering. And I'm just now starting to reap incompetence. And so those are two practical examples, non-spiritual examples of just in other areas of life, although the one was semi-spiritual, of reaping what you sow. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah. Then I want to talk about <clears throat> sowing generously. Yeah. Um, well, before we get to like sowing generously, 
I was just thinking, you brought up Psalm 126, and I, just, I was thinking about those verses, those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. This is, is probably like, you know, um, well, this is kind of like going uh, in a different, or almost a different direction, but, um, and so I don't want to take us too off topic, but when, when I read this, um, I'm reminded by the, of this book that, that I read about, um, it was the Second Great Awakening, and it was um, on the front of the book, is this verse, is, those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. And what's interesting is that, that for, for the revival, um, and this was like the, uh, documenting the actual you know, firsthand accounts of revivals that were happening in Wales and Ireland and that, um, you know, in, in that, that region of, uh, of, of the UK, that was their, that was their rally cry. It was the, these people that, you know, I mean, it, in the culture, then you, you probably know more about it uh, than I do, but, um, seemed to be just, you know, given over to, to just gross sin, just, mm-hmm. I mean, and unchecked, um, debauchery, you know, mm-hmm. where it was just, you know, alcoholism, adultery, prostitution, it was just an awful, awful time. And churches were empty. And churches met um, to have these prayer concerts just like once a week, and they would just pray for the gospel to spread in their communities. And they just kept on doing it. You know, I mean, the, a faithful remnant, like 10 people would show up to these little um, prayer concerts. And sewing in tears, like, mm-hmm. you know, for their neighbors and for their family members. Um and all of the sudden, dramatic things started to happening where it was like people not come, people just started coming to church by the thousands. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what? You know? And so it's like, it's amazing when, I mean, when the faithful continue to obey, not in dramatic, you know, yes. displays, not in like these, you know, these, these crazy charismatic worship concerts where we're, you know, uh, advertising and, and putting all this money and effort into it. Just, Doing the basic things, just getting together and praying. And we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't believe because we don't really believe that God could actually work like that. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the awakenings, that's kind of what happened where people sat together and just appealed to God Mm -hmm. on behalf of their neighbors that the gospel would be known in our communities. And I just think, like, when I think of of Christians today, when I think of you know, even myself, I'm like, do I get up for prayer? Do I pray with my brothers and sisters about do, uh, the desperate situation that you know, that our society is in? Where people are, they don't know Christ, you know, and, and, and the weight of glory is, man, it's heavy, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. um, do we, do we see people as, you know, um, as, as those who are destined, you know, for, for destruction and, and, and anyway, so at, when I, when I think about reaping, I do think, um, I, I think that, you know, what am, how am I sowing in, pr- in prayer um, with my community? Um, what are we to, what are we going to reap as a church, you know? Um, yeah. Anyways, so that's. Yeah. That's and thinking. I think that's awesome. Like spiritually, it, it, uh, on all levels across the board, but spiritually, you can't so sparingly expect to reap right. bountifully. Yeah, yeah. So like, am I submitting to Christ? Right. Am I obeying Christ? Or Am I only obeying when I want? Am I making excuses? Like, right. am I praying? And that's like that's something that I yes. I feel like is a burden for me now. Is I I just don't I pray throughout the day. Like as I go, you know, God help me with this, God. But like, yeah. it, they're short prayers, and that's great. Yeah. But I feel like focused actual time of prayer is lacking in my life. Like same. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm, 
I'm not reaping bountifully in that realm of my life because I'm not sowing bountifully. That's right. And like, am I in the word? And I, you know, I am in the word. We have devotion time with my family, you know, and I'm actually prepping for a sermon and preaching soon and things like that. But I'm in the word. And when I'm in the word, I, I reap, I reap. But if I'm not in the word, I, I don't reap bountifully. So like, it's just the general principle universally is you don't get something from nothing. Now we can say the gift of salvation is free. Right, and God calls us to that. But beyond that, God does work in our lives, but we're also called to work along with Him. Right, mm-hmm. work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you and through you. Like that's yes, both is true. But we we have to be an active part of that, and we can't be like God. Why is this not happening when we're not being faithful and sowing generously? Yeah. Like, is your fitness on point? Mm. What are you doing? Right, like you can't expect to look like Arnold if you don't go to the gym. Mm. Right. You can't expect to lose weight if you don't put the work in, right? You can't expect for your cardio to get better if you're not putting the work in. Are your retirement finances squared away? Are you sowing into your retirement account? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a universal principle that I kind of get fired up about because it makes me, I see the areas where I'm somewhat squared away in and I'm like, yes, I see those results and those results excite me. But then it makes me think like, okay, so I'm sowing over here. And like, I garden, I see this, Every year in action, I way over sow my beans. Every time I grow beans, I'm like, I sow generously. I sow really generously. Like I'm planting a bean, a bean seed every two inches. And I've got like, my garden is overrun with beans in my bean rows. And do you know what happens? We have way more beans than we know what to do with, right? So every year my wife's like, let's thin those out. And I'm like, you can't, you can't thin those out. So she'll go through and thin like half of them. And we're still overrun with beans because I've got a bean plant every four inches. Mm. I sow generously and we reap generously, but it's that way in all aspects of life, Mm -hmm. usually, right? I'm sure there are exceptions, but generally you reap what you sow. And that's in all aspects, spiritually, financially, in relationships. Like you can't expect a relationship to be great if you're not investing time in it. Like husbands, you want a good marriage? Are you actually investing? Like what are you sowing into the relationship? You want to have a good relationship with your kids, fathers, what are you sowing into that relationship? Like if you're an absentee father, don't expect your kid to be excited to be around you when he's 10, when he's 12, when he's 15, maybe when he's eight, right? Like you have to sow to reap. Cats, and I just, in, the, cats in the cradle. Yeah, man. Silver spoon. That's a sad <laughs> song. That's a sad story. We brought that up one other podcast, but man, that just like, it breaks my heart. Yeah. But I think about that. Yeah. I think about that as a parent, like, because I've got stuff going on and I've got stuff that I like to do. You know, I've, got you know we got the podcast i've got church stuff i'm involved in you know business stuff involved in i've got work that i do and then like but then am i spending enough time with my kids Mm -hmm. so like sometimes i only get to jujitsu once a week because i'm like "Uh uh-uh i'm I'm spending spending time with my family i haven't i've hardly seen them this week or like am i spending enough time with my wife with my kids with my family like because time is finite and if i want to reap that harvest of that relationship i've got to put that time in Mm -hmm. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on sowing generously in all aspects of life. Well, that's what, you know, I was just thinking as, as you were talking, I was just thinking about half-hearted approach to, to life, you know, um, that, and that I've also, again, been confronted with um, personally. It's like, I'm, you know, a little bit over there, a little bit over here. And it's just like, well, what is stopping me from being all in over there, all in over here? And I, I recognize that we can pack our schedules filled with the impossible, you know, like mm-hmm. it's impossible to, I, I believe to, you know, to be um, awesome at every, 
or all in at every um, in, in everything that we're doing because you know we're limited, we're finite beings. But I do think that you know our approach um, to you know to areas like 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 family and faith, um, like you know, like a career, you know, I mean, like um, where we see we start seeing things as you know these things. They, maybe they don't matter as much or whatever. Maybe they're, you know, they're things that, um, that maybe that, that, um, for, for whatever reason, you, you don't think that they're, um, that, that they're super high on the priority list, but they, they tend to, you know, to, when I think of areas in my own life, as I take on more and add to my own responsibilities, I tend to not be so generous in my sewing in areas that that I've that that I ought, ought to take priority. So areas of, of faith and, and family and career. Those you know when I, I become more busy and I when I put more things in these extra things that I've taken on, I tend to neglect sewing in those areas, those first areas that I believe that God has called me to. Mm. And so I can't be as generous as I as I as I would like to be, as I feel that I need to be in those areas if I take too much on. So we are limited and, and finite. So we, we do have to recognize that. And then I think of, you know, what comes between me and sewing as generously as I could, you know, and I, I start like I, making excuses, you know, I start uh, giving myself free passes or, or something, um, you know, well, nobody's perfect or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, well, well, yeah, you're right. But like, I, I can control, you know, those things. I can, you know, control how much um, I'm sewing over here so that my other, you know, so that my, my nation is, 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 is flourishing, you know. Um, and so I think of like, um, I think of that, you know, time spent, um, you know, in the word, time spent with, you know, um, intimate moments with Christ um, that tend to fall off when I'm, you know, when I am over spending myself in areas that that I say matter a lot or that other people say to me, these, mm-hmm. these matter a lot, you know, um, a lot more than this thing, you know, and it's just like, well, wait a second. Um, they don't, <laughs> it's, I mean, Christ is, he's all, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and he has called me to put my family in my life, um, to disciple them and to, you know, to, to show him, uh, himself through me to them every day. And, you know, when I, when I am not so generous, in my sewing, um, man, the things that, that matter most, man, they, they do suffer. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to segue out of this to the end of the show here. That's so generously where it matters. So generously where it matters. And if you need wisdom for where that is, pray for wisdom. God will honor that. Well, we thank you all for listening to the show this week. If you like the show, feel free to leave a written review. And if you would like to contact us, go to our email address. It's info at headofnations.com. And if you would like to support us, go to the website, headofnations.com. Thank you to our supporters. We're just getting ready to renew our website subscription for the year. So appreciate your help. That's enabled us to do that. Um, And other things that are going to be expanding the show that we'll be talking about in the upcoming months. And as always, remember, we are the head of our nation. So let's go live like it. Until next time.